We are recording live today from Sage Music here in Long Island City, a school that turns people of all ages from students into musicians. The school has a unique curriculum where teachers focus personal attention and utilize a holistic approach to teaching every student. The school is owned by inspirational Iraq War veteran Jason Sagabil and offers classes in guitar, piano, cello, violin, and voice. Also check out their recently opened new location in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. To learn more about Sage Music, visit www.sagemusic.co. That's co, and Jason is the man. This is Improv Noise. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash improvnoise. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Titles such as The Best of Second City, featuring the best sketches in Second City history, and bossy bands, Tina Fey's autobiography narrated by Tina Fey herself. This is Improv Noise. And in order to get started, we need a suggestion of something you can't eat. Hey guys, welcome to Improv Noise. This week we have the wonderful Natasha Vainblatt. Where are you at with your improv right now? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I was actually just thinking of taking a class again. No yeah, yeah. My friend um, Zach Willis, who you guys know, he's on the regulars. Uh-huh. We um, were chatting, and he inspired me because he's taking a five hundred one right now. And I was like, you know what? You're right because I do a lot of coaching, and I do a significant amount of just like practice practicing with my teams. But I don't really get enough like theory and. You know, so it'd be nice to take another class. I might do that soon. Yeah, kind of adjust the uh, rudders again. Yeah, right? Because I think it's very easy to be set in your ways, especially once you get on a team, you know, like a official, right? Like approved mm-hmm. by the gods of the UCB team. <laughs> then you're like, oh, okay, well, whatever I'm doing is working, which is not necessarily the case. Right, right. And uh, I guess there's a fear of um, complacency. Yeah. And resting on laurels. You know, yeah. yourself fresh, right? Exactly. And also, especially with, with 501s or ASHs, I think they're built to be very instructor-driven. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't had a certain teacher, like I remember a friend of mine yeah. was in a cl- an ASH with Delaney, and Winston Knoll was in his class. I think Winston's oh, already on the great. weekend at this time. He just yeah. never studied with Delaney, so he wanted to take an ash. And I'm, I'm not, I can't read his mind, but I'm sure he got something out of it. Yeah, you know? I'm sure. Yeah. And Kevin Mullaney, who's been doing improv since – was one of the earliest UCB guys, mm-hmm. started from scratch to the annoyance like a couple of years ago just Did for fun. Did he really? Yeah. And he used to run the UCB school like years ago, you know. And uh, he just started at level two of the annoyance just to figure – just see what that was all about. You That's know? so neat. I just heard that that opened up here. Yeah, Have a you Brooklyn- guys been to the theater? Uh, they don't have – it's just a, an organization. They don't have a theater. Oh. It's at Union Docs in Brooklyn. And I do my first class starting next week to figure out what that's <gasps> Ooh, all about. Yeah, because I'm a, I can't get enough teaching. I'm always at workshops. So yeah, I take all the classes. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Which I've run into Zach Willis several times. I oh, ran you into have? him at a Kevin Mullaney workshop, full circle, and I've run into him. Uh, <laughs> that's what it's a small about. circle. We didn't really talk away from it. <laughs> on the same subject. It was one degree of separation. <laughs> Hey, okay, semicircle. Yeah, full line. <laughs> full line. Uh-huh. No, no, I think he also did, uh, when I was manning the door at the Madden Training Center, him mm-hmm. and Steve Tice did a two-prof class with Armando Diaz, which is mm-hmm. also very recently when I did the two-prof class right after that. Nice. Um, just to talk about keeping it fresh and keep studying. Yeah. You know, I'll see. I love seeing that. I love when people mm-hmm. just keep studying. So I applaud you to take a Well, don't applaud me yet. Class. I might okay. take one. 
You well, might. you can applaud me once I take one. <laughs> At the moment, I'm all talk. <laughs> I applaud you either way. Don't worry about Great. it. Great. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we're seated here with uh, Natasha uh, Weinblatt. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> just want to make sure I got that right. Um, uh, used to be improviser, currently mm-hmm. on improv team. Namaste. Uh, formerly, uh, did I say, I usually say that wrong. You know, said Namaste? That. Yeah, I said it right, right? It's Namastes. Is it Namastes? No, Damn not it. at all. I always say it wrong. Yeah, nobody says it right except me. No way. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another powerful super. I applaud Thanks. you for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I come full circle with that joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, previously on teams Graceland, Surfing, and Guthrie. Co-hosted the jam with Guthrie, right? Yeah. I remember those. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then uh, currently on Mod Night with Absolutely that's and right. formerly the Mod Team Chunk. You got it. Cool. Boom. And am I missing anything? Uh, no, that's it. That's, that's my life. Everything? That's everything that you are, right? <laughs> in a nutshell, yes. I wanted to make sure Yo. all of you was in that little... Yep. Sweet. And uh, speaking of missing anything, uh, when you watch an improv scene, or uh-huh. you're doing an improv scene, is there something that you uh, that you are like really looking at? That you're looking at that if it's not there, if it's missing, you're like, oh, shit. Sure. Um, you mean when I'm... Okay, I'll answer it both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm watching, I'm not looking for anything unless I'm taken out of it, right? So like... I'm I'm purely enjoying the scene unless I guess if I'm in, if I'm watching a show right mm-hmm. and then if something happens that feels awry then my brain starts doing that diagnostic work of like oh well why isn't this working yeah groovy um, when I'm in a show God I don't even know my headspace when I'm in a show you just go in wild I, yeah I pretty much just go crazy oh wow and then I think maybe I do a lot of like um, thinking while talking. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that's productive, but like within the scene, I'll say something and then I'll, I guess I think my brain has now trained itself to like evaluate what I'm saying as I'm beginning to say it. So you just start talking to talk and then while you're speaking, you're thinking of what you're speaking. Yeah. And then when you're done speaking, you're like, good thing I did that. Oh, I'm always congratulating myself. <laughs> also, yeah. The afterwards yeah. is always, thank goodness I did that. <laughs> is, do you think maybe there's a fear of like dead air, silence? Um, there used to be, I think, when I was starting out, but not anymore. I think silence is pretty much is pretty powerful. Yeah, especially yeah, when you're using it as a tool. Right? Yeah, I like to look out windows. Oh, I windows is love great. That. Yeah, and also when he improvises too, <laughs> he drives me big windows. Yeah, you, you should, improv, improv is life. You gotta start walking on the street and not just stopping at every window. <laughs> Brad, everyone's upset because you never make anything on time. Yeah, There's and so going window windows. shopping with him takes a week. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Don't you hang out in windows? No. We go into the buildings, which windows use. Oh. I um, I never look at windows. I'm the opposite. I refuse okay. to look through windows. This is why you guys are best friends. Yeah, because I'm Ying always in the Yang. building. He's always outside of it. Uh-huh. And then he tells me what's in the window. I tell him what the contents of the building were. We really enjoy our Yeah, you are a well-oiled machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does all my shopping. That's Picks true. Picks out great yeah. outfits for me. He does all my picking. He's a he's a he's a looker. I'm a buyer. Uh-huh. So that works. Yeah. Well, that's good. So when you're initiating a scene, yep. uh, do you have uh, something that's important to you? Like, uh, do you go premise most of the time? And when you, yeah, mm, go ahead. Good question. Um, so again, right? That also kind of depends. So if I have a strong premise idea in mind, absolutely, it, that's yeah. like totally what I'll go with, and I won't um, do anything fancy. But if I just have a half idea, then I try to think of a point of view that I have about that idea. Cause mm. I think in the end for me personally, the easiest way to find game is through point of view. Right. So that's what I always use. Like, what is my opinion on that? Why do I have that opinion? Mm-hmm. 
Nice. Uh, if you bring a full premise, do you still bring a strong point of view with it? Yeah, you have yeah, to. But always. that can kind of come later then, right? Because right. you have a little bit of time to just play the premise. And then ideally, the point of view will kind of naturally just come to you. And then when you go full organic, same thing? Yeah, you same you thing. right away. Yeah, right? Or like mm-hmm. at least at least I try to have some sort of an opinion or feeling about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that usually drives me to something more clear. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, well, so uh, is, you studied UCB. You did uh, improv uh, before UCB, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. Did short form or long I form? I did. Or? So both. So both. I um, in high school, um, I was lucky enough. There was a comedy sports. Have you guys heard of these? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're like the Applebee's of improv. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. That's rude. Um, they're a chain. I'll say yeah. that. Right. So they're all over the U.S. Yeah. And they the have a too. very that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, Born in Berlin. That's right. That's right. Um, so I, they had a high school league. So I did Sweet. that in high school. That's awesome. And immediately was like, oh, this is something I really enjoy. Yeah. Short form's the gateway drug. Like totally. Everybody goes totally. through it. Totally. Yeah. And you get like the laughs right away. And so you immediately are like, oh, I'm very funny. <laughs> <How many? laughs> I'll continue doing this forever. <laughs> How many hats did you wear? Um, oh, yeah, for that. <laughs> That's a kind of silly question. I'm sorry about that. That's a great question. Whatever I think is short form. Probably four. Okay. Conservative on the hats. Yeah, I like it. Fancy on the hats. short form player. Now, whenever I think short form, because I did too, I always think of hats. Not that I ever wore it. Yeah. But for some reason, it always or comes props. to my mind wearing. What, what is it? Props? Totally. Yeah, some sort of props. Yeah. You know, I went. So it's in my hometown, is where comedy sports is. And so I used to, in college, I would even go back and visit. And then I recently, they like have started doing this, like for the holidays when everybody's back, let's all perform. <laughs> and it stresses me out to no end. Why? I can't do short form anymore. It's, you're out of what? your element now. It's right? so hard for me. She's got to, oh man, she's got to throw energy at it. Oh, I can't do it. Well, no, but so is it because you want to, because you're so used to exploring things? Yeah. And short form, you explore very little. It's just, it feels to me like madness. Interesting. Because <laughs> the way you said the improv earlier, you don't really think, I mean, you just kind of right. do it. You know, you yeah. just learned. And so you're, it's a muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that seems to me that short form would also be along that line. Oh my God, no. No? So do you, do you think like when you're performing long form, are you like, what are you like engaging? Um, I, I get, I'm engaging, I I guess I'm engaging like my acting muscle, okay. right? Like I'm acting within whatever reality we've built. Mm-hmm. But I think for me now, the problem with short form is there are so many rules that I can't even, I can't really explore. And so it's like, oh, I need to be sitting <laughs> and now right. I need to be standing and now I need to be <laughs> kneeling. It's just like, and I can't, I don't have time. Well, to me, that, that's... <laughs> I don't have time to say anything. <laughs> I think to be a really excel at short form, you also have to have a bag of tricks, right? Yeah, yeah. And long form, that's the opposite. you got to get rid of your bag of tricks mm-hmm. to really be able to explore. Or really, I mean, like, when I first started doing long form, I was like, oh, I get it. It's just we're creating the mm-hmm. rules every right. time. Right, right. Totally. Like, I mean, we, I thought yeah. that, but then I haven't really found that true. Like, I've never did a premise where I'm like, hey, you can't stand while I'm standing. I need to kneel. Yeah. I, Not like, yet. <laughs> There's, I mean, maybe that <laughs> was found week. organically, I yeah. guess. But, I mean, the the world is so much – there's so much more you can play. If, if that was found organically, people would go apeshit during that scene. <laughs> They'd literally riot. We organically yeah. found uh, Sit, Kneel, Stand or whatever uh, that game's called. Well, yeah. I think, yeah, Sit, Stand, Kneel, Sit, sit stand, stand, Bend. Sit, Stand, Bend, something like that. I don't know. Uh, all the ones that Ryan Stiles and Kyle Mocker used to kill on TV. Yeah. Uh, I, good, so I want to follow – what? Still in the air. Still in – 
Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't Aisha Tyler host it or something? Yeah. Are, are Ryan Styles and Kyle Mockley still on it? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know. No way. I just Ryan assume. Styles, what? I assume they've signed a contract for life. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I, not? I would. Hells <laughs> yes. you kidding me? Um, Free uh, bagels. So, so I've, I've asked. I've heard, I've heard two different answers to this. Do you feel that like all your short form background and training? Did you bring? Did some of that bring you? Did you bring some of that to long form? Did you Absolutely. Use some of that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. How, totally. how so? Would you say? I think I learned how to like um, figure out an audience. I think That's really huge. I would say what helped me most is just having more performance experience because I think for everybody starting out too, it's like the I think people don't realize that ugh, so much of it. I want to say maybe even like 60% is performing. And right. just that's how you get better because it's all about like the way we find game too, right? Sometimes I'll say it's just it's your first big laugh is the, your key to to figuring out like, oh, that's kind of the unusual thing. And so when you're performing, you have the ability to feed off an audience and figure that stuff out faster. Totally, totally. I find that's uh, good for game moves as well. Like mm-hmm. how does the audience want to get this the second time around? Mm-hmm. Like are they hyper expecting it and I need to yeah. hold it back a little bit? <laughs> right. I was doing kind of like a, a ball <laughs> teasing. Yeah. Just for everyone out there. You know, I thought it was like a, a gambler uh, and you were like messing with your dice. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah, exactly. Or like those stress balls uh-huh. that people have in their hands. Yeah. Three different, uh, Three different. interpretations of the and same now, move. Yeah. And now we right? switch hats. So now I'm the ball tickler. <laughs> I have got the gambling gambling dice. And yeah, yeah. I am rubbing my fingers together. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what the third one was. My memory is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So you have the ear to the audience, right? Mm-hmm. The closer to the audience, the audience dictates where you go in your scene work, or, or shall I say, they dic- they tell you what's funny. Yeah. Right? The audience says, "Hey, that's funny." Totally. And then you go, mm-hmm. "Aha! Uh-huh, I'm going to listen to that. What does that mean? I'm going to rub into this game. How do I give it to them again? Yeah. Essentially. And I think it helped me understand game and pattern too, right? Because right. I was given them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, okay. So I need to now find this. But at least I had known. At least some I had a semblance of an idea of what game was. Uh, so you also mentioned when you're in your scene work, you're just looking to pretty much respond in the moment regularly, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. your that's your primary. Sure. Uh, I think that's how I play too. Um, uh, I definitely look at it that way. I love responding to what's being given to me. But I hear like it seems like there's also a uh, – I'm always struggling with myself to have like an oversight of the mm-hmm. whole scene, right? Yeah. To know what the game is, where is it going, how we're going to arc it, maybe do something else for a bit and then hit it at the end. That can you can do both of those. That's like two types of attention spans you yeah. have to have. Yeah. Or how do you balance that? I think just with practice, right, and with time, right. Just with even in a conversation that you have with anybody, right? Like you can be talking, but also thinking about how the conversation is going and how you are portraying yourself and all of those things. So we naturally, as human beings, do that kind of double think. What is that? Nineteen eighty four, right? Double think. Is that from the George Orwell or- yeah, or- or- yeah. book? Okay, I cool. think so. Sure. Um, yeah. So we do that like two, two, or we juggle more things than we think we can. So. I, that's I. I mean, I try sometimes, completely unsuccessfully, but to and do the both of those things. Improvisers have to have a triple think, though, especially when you're doing a herald, don't you? Don't you have to have mm-hmm. the long, the scene brain, yeah. the moment brain, and the set brain? Yeah, you have to know what the going back to your foundation always, yeah. which is your opening, and then going through maybe callbacks towards the end. Yeah, so it's like three layers yeah. of how do you totally. deal with that? Well, it's Same nice thing? because the um, 
I guess it's particularly if we're talking about a herald. Right. It's kind of structured to allow you to give time to get to both of those or to all three of those things. Because mm-hmm. in your first beats, you're like, okay, I'm just focusing on the scenes. And then once you come around to your second beats, you just begin to say to yourself, okay, now I'm not only thinking about how to move these scenes forward. I'm thinking about what are the patterns and connections. And then by third beats, it's like, okay, I can kind of drop all that work of what is this scene, what's happening, and I can now just focus on the world view of what do I want to get out themes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not necessarily keeping all three up at the same time. Yeah. It's just necessarily being focused on one of the three differently depending on where mm-hmm. you are in the yeah, structure. Yeah, engaging the three throughout the show but at various times. Nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very um, cool. So I have a question. Sure. Close your eyes for a little bit okay. and imagine yourself in the basement of Triple Crown. Ooh, oh boy. It's hot. Oh no. The set before you was really bad and can, slow. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, is it the benches or the chairs? Is it the old chairs or now we're in the benches that are We're new? definitely on the benches. Ugh. And it's broken. It's about to fall oh, over because of the cheap Home Depot I benches. shouldn't have asked. I should have no just imagined the chairs. Also, for the listeners, we're recording this podcast in the basement of Triple Crown. I just want to let you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I'm so, there. And um, you, you get on stage with the jam team and the first scene just goes terrible. But there's only four of you, so you're going to step out and initiate the second scene. Mm-hmm. What can you do to just pick things up? Just have fun and just do something really stupid. <laughs> That's I would. I then am like, oh, okay. This can I open my eyes? I've opened my eyes. I guess to really, you know, get into that world. That's what Lights. I was hoping for. Yeah, um, and I don't think I. That doesn't mean check out. Right. right. It just means, okay, so now I'm really going to just be pretty silly, you mm-hmm. know, and more bold and daring because, you so know. Make a bold choice. Yeah. Do you make that choice with point of view? Um, sure. Or it's just like stupid and bold, you know. Can uh, can we have an example? It's yeah, like my butthole is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, that. You know, like and that. that's just how, I mean, and you know, it won't, ideally we'll go somewhere richer from that. <laughs> You know, but maybe not. Is that your point of view? <laughs> maybe what is not. Your point of view? My point of view is I'm upset because my butthole is on fire and I'm giving an important presentation. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. At work at the moment. At, yeah, there like you we're go. about to go give a presentation. My butthole's on fire. Yeah. I'm not going out there. Right. And then as a, a scene response, I'd be like, justification or like. Yeah, I ate two corn dogs. Two corn dogs. I told you not to have that second corn dog. Well, I got nervous, Fred. I know. Okay, this is a big presentation for me, and these diets you have me on freak me out. Yeah, the two corn dog diets worked for me for weeks. You know that. I've lost thir- <sighs> three pounds. Okay, you, you're amazing, and I will never reach the level of success that you have. So please stop bringing it up. I'm sorry. Listen, I don't have much. I've got Ow! One, um, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I've got my do I have to get a fire extinguisher. Jesus Christ, I can Steve Flames. Do you honestly I need you to be my rock, okay? <laughs> okay. Do you honestly think putting a fire extinguisher in my asshole would help? Say I, that to yourself. I don't want to put it in there, I just want to put it in front of it and then expel I the liquids of it to get I rid of the fire this. on your asshole. What? Okay. A fire extinguisher should not be used on a human asshole unless you're, it's on actual fire. You're right. Corn dogs, come get your corn dogs. <laughs> no! He followed us here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. Yeah, great. you're totally right. I mean, Cut to the corn dog houses. I'm just joking. <laughs> but great, right? Yeah. No, but you're totally right. Just like, even though it's silly and stupid, yeah. it's like, that's what it should be. It's play, right? Yeah, it's totally play, right? But then we got, I didn't just keep saying my butthole is on fire, right? right. We figured out Why, where what, we are, who how we, we are. About it. Yeah. 
and why we did it. Yeah. So we got justification, two points of views. Were you Steve Jobs in that scene? <laughs> Ooh, I wasn't. Oh, but damn. I wish I had been. Did he have rectal cancer? But if you labeled me as Steve Jobs, I would have been. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Pick uh, up that character. So you did kind of stay neutral. What do you think about that? Like, about staying neutral and, like, if someone gives you... What like, do you mean, staying neutral? Like, you you did not, like, you were focusing on other things in the scene. Who you were was not important important because we had enough context. It was not context. important. It wasn't important. <laughs> uh, because yes, we had enough... Boy. We it had was a, not important. <laughs> you Get that wabbit, spinny hat? I believe. Because <laughs> uh, we had enough context that yeah. you were higher status than this. Yeah, uh, ooh, right, status. Right? That's such a good word. Do you word. play status? Because I've, since studying game, I've not heard that word used as often yeah, as I'm used to. Yeah, I play it all the time. Yeah, or at least I use it as another tool. Mm-hmm. Like I think status is great. I like status Are you? Re- a lot. I'm, I find myself a big problem for a while. Yeah, is I'm regularly high status. I feel comfortable mm. high status. Oh my god, you're the most high status. Always, <laughs> I always have high status. Do you find yourself just playing with statuses, or do you find yourself being a similar status? Just mm. know how to play that way. Ooh, like in my case, <laughs> I know how to play. High status. No, I do that too. I play extremes a lot. Like I'll play very high or very low. Okay, and those are, and I am less comfortable. Like in the world of like, I'll play a one or a ten, right? right. Mm. And then like five, like seven to to four, right, is no good for me. Right. Um, but yeah. I should certainly play that stuff more. Well, I, I may maybe like playing those mid statuses. Maybe you feel you're not making a strong enough choice. Yeah. So status maybe subconsciously is always part of the choice you make. Yeah, yeah it's a subtle choice. I mean, mm-hmm. being a slightly higher status than your friend yeah. is a very interesting choice. Totally, but it, that requires some smallness, you know, and some like calm. I always get so hyped, and uh-huh. I do go to extremes often. Yeah, when I I've been trying to like chill my hype and like relax. I do. Um, I do this exercise when I'm coaching, or I've just started doing it. Bicep curls. Um. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bicep curls. Team. Yeah. I I mostly do like uh, exercise coaching, <laughs> um, because I have no experience in exercise. <laughs> But you've seen a lot of them. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'll just ha- I'll make them go back to back, and then I'll say, okay, one of you is like a, a four, one of you is a seven, one of you is an eight, like status-wise, 10 being the highest, one being the lowest. Okay. And then like turn around, do the scene, yeah. and then like figure it out who's what. And then afterwards, we talk about how you knew who was what. And those scenes usually go very well because they're just focusing on – their status and not yeah. about all the other stuff. And so they end up finding game and doing all those other things because they're not flipping out about that other stuff. Yeah. Do you find they're, they're, those scenes are more realistic, the acting? In them? Yeah. I think everything just goes – it sucks because we drill game so hard. But I f- a lot of times you find it when you're not looking for it. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but – That's important. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe even uh, going back to we're talking about the different focuses. Maybe if all you're thinking about is your status, then you have your your focus set given for you, mm-hmm. and because of that, because of your lack of everything else, just comes naturally. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, maybe thinking too much stalls us when we improvise. We just don't realize it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess when a lot of veteran improvisers perform, they say they're not their brains are shut off or whatever is what you'll hear. Um, that's what that is. They've just gotten all their focus so ingrained and so subconsciously um, uh, uh, put into how they play. They know exactly how to focus what, when, mm-hmm. as opposed to overloading, and that's how they play. That's yeah. how. That's where maybe the term don't think kind of comes from. I think so. The UCB it's like you're motto. thinking, right, you are thinking, but you're right. not aware as right. much of the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. The subconscious mind. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah I don't know why I said that but I thought I'd just say that mm-hmm. it's a good thing to say. <laughs> uh, very cool. Yeah, I, I I with me playing high status over and over again, I've sort of likened it to me not emotionally empathizing with who I'm playing with enough. Mm. Like because I play That's high status true. regularly. Yeah, so I'm just you're like, playing it right I... now. Huh? You're playing it right now. Am I really? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I always do. Because I'm interrupting you. I'm like, hey, guys, just listen to me for a minute, yeah. obviously. Well, you keep you guys can't see this because this is radio. But um, Stefan has just been um, putting his finger on our mouths so we can't talk. He keeps stressing us. Yeah. Stop. You're, you're, you're speaking through my fingers. That's <laughs> little, uh, it tickles, which I like. Yeah, they still. actually, uh, I'm reading this book right now about, uh, like, a little bit about status and focusing and whatever. Okay. And they say that the people in the higher status positions don't have to listen and be as empathetic as yeah. much. Yeah, right. Because they can people... blow off anybody's opinion. It doesn't right. really matter. And it, like, fits their Right, but the character. lower status you are, you really have to focus and really have yeah. to see how people are reacting. Yeah. I think playing low status is the most fun. You should try it. Yeah, absolutely. I need to, but I have no empathy. <laughs> Do you think uh, it's the most... Okay, well, first get empathy. I feel to fix the... Get a little heart. I feel to, to, like, to like maybe try to f- focus on playing lower status as to try to really have empathy and connect to my partner first and I'll find myself in that lower status. Or just feel sad for yourself. Yeah, always. Do that. Always, yeah. I mean, it's like... (laughs) I mean, while we're improvising, sure. (laughs) Sorry, I'll leave that just in general. Guys, that got very real, very quick. Yeah, don't... I mean, just do that. And it's... As long as you're losing, the audience is laughing. People... We love to watch people lose and lose hard. Oh, yeah. You so know? I keep be Like, my character beats himself up in the scene all the time. You know, or yeah. he keeps stating why he's pathetic. Or, or want something. things and don't get them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I love when people... When that, like, moment happens when there is an argument on stage. And oh, yeah. wondering when it's going to crack. And most of the time, when I've seen a lot of indie shows, it never cracks and it just keeps going. Right. Like, real arguments where nobody loses ground or whatever. But I love it when someone does decide... Oh. It's the best and loses, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I love it. That's my favorite. There's another quick question uh, as I speak away from the microphone. Uh, well, you got to you... move to shush us, right? <laughs> Shh. <laughs> yeah, I always speak it through my fingers. Uh, I got to get myself some new fingers. Uh, okay, anyway, that was, that was my fingers character. Yeah, that's really Freddy good. Fingers. I feel Freddy like, fingers. I feel like he's related to the little boy in Thank some you. way. I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm his uncle. Um, anyway, <laughs> uncle fingers. Uncle fingers. Uh oh. <laughs> that guy's a perv. Ooh, yeah. pervert. Not a lot of luck in that line. Uh, we we wrote a Tom Green movie together. It was nice. <laughs> uncle fingers. <laughs> oh, God. You see the Tom Green movie? Freddie got fingered. No, uh, I didn't. Oh, really? That's what that. Very, that was a me joke. Oh. No, no, I, I saw that movie as well. Oh yeah. Uh, I did. I in high school, I loved Tom Green. Yeah, we did. I thought he was. Yeah. God, I thought he was so smart and brave. I feel like. <laughs> well, he is that's brave. What I said all you can't the take time. that away from him. He does stuff in public that's like wow. But now he can't. That was so sad, right? He got so popular that his gift was taken away. Yeah, Just like everyone Ashton. knew who he was. Yeah. yeah. Oh please, Ashton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, you can't punk Just anybody. Like Ashton, the greatest punker of our time he's the one and only he's a younger prettier tom green you guys what guys no way there was a i remember i still um remember laughing to this day there's like a tom green scene when he was just (laughs) this is not gonna be funny he was pulling a dead like goat carcass just you remember that scene i think i remember it Uh, just across a highway (laughs) and it it tickled me so much 
Yeah, that is uh, that's Tom Green. That's classic Green. Classic Green. Oh man, <laughs> classic Green. So you did do some uh, improv in Virginia, right? I did. We actually uh, we did a little bit of a road trip with our improv team, Ooh. and we went down to Virginia. You did, and we hooked up with Katie Holcomb. <gasps> oh my God, I love Katie. I know she's awesome. We uh, she has that's a theater amazing. now, uh, RVA Comedy, the RCC. Co- Comedy Coalition. RCC. Yeah. Guys, Comedy I Coalition. contributed to their Kickstarter, no way, and I have too. Mason Jar. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's say like RCC. Awesome, and she let us crash at her place because we had no, had no uh, housing plans. <laughs> We just went to Richmond. Good. As show. improvisers, right? Yeah, You're like, we man, I don't have a plan. We'll figure it out. Living in the moment. It's like 2 a.m., yeah. Uh, but it was a beautiful theater. I just want to say. That so cool. I keep telling everyone I can that what they did was they took three Bentwood chairs and then turned them into chandeliers. I know. They put them together upside. It was so creative. I love it. And when I said I contributed to the Kickstarter campaign, I, I meant I, I wanted to, but I unfortunately <laughs> didn't. But we I watched the video. The we contributed to the views. Oh. Yeah, beautiful, wonderful video. It if you guys really are ever was. in Richmond or going to go to Richmond, go to the Comedy Coalition. Hi, Katie. And watch a show. Please do. They do a really – I got to sit in on one of their shows, and they do a really great one. Um, it's like – I think it's like Craigslist Moments or something like that. And they, oh, yeah. Yeah, you just like – they pull up Craigslist on the screen, and they like – the audience tells them which ad to read, and then they do a set of off of that. That's that's yeah. cool opening, so man. Fun. Cause you it's get, a great like, opening. With openings, you get inside jokes with the audience. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant because they're immediately on your side and you have this shared experience. And... <laughs> That's what it's all about. So how yeah. do you go about improvising on a film set when there is no audience? Ooh, um, gosh. Well, I... Have you ever done that? I mean, not like a... God, not, not a professional film set. There's like a com- there was a commercial that I got to do that was fully improvised, which was... Oh, cool. Fun, but very <laughs> weird because right? nobody could laugh. <laughs> you know. So what do you what, right, do, what right. do you go what do you go for then? Where is your focus? I kind of just I, I just kind of I still I guess at this point I've gotten the hang of it so that even if people aren't laughing I'm like, "Okay, but this is working, right?" <laughs> yeah. Um, and we would make each other break a lot. So that was helpful too. Yeah, that's and then we'd have to redo it and I would feel like, "Man, this is lost its the magic. magic." It's gone. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I guess that's just again more of the reps, right? Just the yeah. fact that your instinct has gotten so um, experienced and strong at that point, you I can or, or imagine this will yeah. work because I know it will work. Yeah, that was in uh, Steve Martin's biography, Born Standing Up. He's like, I did so many shows that when I was on set, mm-hmm. I would picture an audience laughing and if they would laugh or not. Yeah, I don't know if I'm I'm certainly not there yet, but that I guess I that's part of it. I am. Mm-hmm. You're certainly. Yeah, hey guys, it's booth. high status. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. High Status. Ah, come straight line. But uh, well, I go back to a question from uh-huh. like five minutes ago. Do, do you believe you can change your point of view then in your scene work? And Absolutely. How you play? Oh, yeah. yeah. Can yeah. you though? Yes. Because so, we're talking about losing an argument, right? And you said you like when someone breaks. When they break, they change their point of view. Well, right? Mm-hmm. Or that's what not. Is that? uh, I guess it is a change of point of view because you're not like mad at them anymore. But like, if in a scene, if you are. You know, a crazy lady who eats chairs. And you're uh, like yeah, chair. every scene. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that set. You're so really good every in that scene. set. Thank you. Yeah. You're in all three scenes of the Herald. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, there's chairs yeah. in every scene, so I have to come out and eat them. The connections are endless. Yeah. Then you went to the audience. Uh, and so if that's you, yes. you're going to eat chairs if you see a chair. You're like the cookie monster mm-hmm. of chairs. Can you ever be like, you know what? I saw the light. I don't need to eat chairs anymore. Uh, you have to. Really? Yeah, because then the audience will get ahead of you, and then it won't be fun anymore. 
Mm. So you have to say, I'm not going to eat chairs anymore, and I mean, only you... to set the audience up to go back and eating another chair? Yeah. Uh, so that you keep the same point of view, you just pump fake, you like fake them yeah. out. Yeah, right? Definitely. Or you can totally abandon it, but you'll probably come back to it. But can you gain anything by abandoning? Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Because game gets so stale when you just drill it. Pattern. So you have to... Right, sorry, pattern. Thank you. Pattern gets so Welcome. stale. Or even like the game itself, right? You can argue if the moves are stale within the pattern, the game gets stale. Um, moldy. Uh, yeah, moldy. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so you have to do that stuff, right? Like if this is true, what else is true? Right. Do you uh, can you remember an example of maybe any of your sets where you've had a really good change POV moment that really oh, worked? God. Ooh, this is hard because it's like you can't. No one remembers hard. their improv. Um, let me try. Oh boy, oh boy, I can no, I can't. <laughs> because I'm I mean, you sure can, there were. You can argue that changing your point of view is character development. Like in yeah. the in a play, you, the scene should not be in the play unless mm-hmm. the characters come out the other end right, different. Right. And so, if every scene that happens to oh, you, sorry. your character grows. Mm-hmm. And so, chair eating girl might end up mm-hmm. to be the. For a second, I thought that was a different premise of a chair eating girl. <laughs> sorry, I get it now. <laughs> All right, so yeah, the chair who eats a girl, yeah, maybe in the next scene, different. discovers regret. And maybe yeah. in the next scene, like punches walls and is like, why, why? And then right. in the last scene, comes to peace with it. Yeah. Right? Ooh. Whereas I feel like in a heightening uh, sense, if you were a chair that ate a girl, the next scene, you would have to be a chair that also ate something human. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know yeah. how to heighten that. Um, a chair that ate a girl. I mean, there's not really a chair there. that ate an orphanage. Yeah, nice. there you go. Mm-hmm. So that would be heightening, and that would not be ditching the point of view. Whereas the first part no. of that example, he does not ditch the point of view, but evolves his point of view. Mm-hmm. If the chair is a male, yeah, yeah, female yeah, involve her point of view. Yeah, but maybe right the third beat, the chairs in rehab for eating all those things. Right, and so that would be. In, you haven't changed. Well, I guess you have changed the point of view, right? But you haven't negated it. I think maybe that's what you're asking. Like, mm-hmm. do we negate point of view? No. Well, I would, yeah. That, that sucks. <laughs> I'm just like, nope, never mind. <laughs> yeah, well, when, psych. Then, <laughs> the chairs in rehab, does it end with, with, with the pusher sneaking in and giving the For sure. Chair that chair has child? to lose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Lose. So that's just another pump to, fake. Because yeah. I know a lot of narrative improv, there is a lot of forward progression of like, changing you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. more like theatrical whereas yeah. every scene you come chair out. becomes a sofa like, <laughs> <laughs> the sofa this becomes a pokemon section. <laughs> oh, oh i thought it was doing pokemon bro what? What, what 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 pokemon character is a chair that turns into a sofa <laughs> what? You, what kind of response is that <laughs> this is not pokemon stefan sofas do not change to chairs <laughs> Maybe has status again. <laughs> there you I have it. But it that in. called for it. I'm on your side for that one. Thank you. Uh, sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, narrative uh, characters change. Yeah, narrative right. characters change. Yeah. So would you say uh, that game improvisation is more likened to sketch than theater? F- well, yes, but then sketch is not necessarily divorced from theater are you saying drama uh well i mean there are com i would not say drama because i mean i've never seen a dramatic game but i guess it's like when you hear the audience crying (laughs) try to do it again i don't know well i mean i guess i'm asking what's your distinction like when you say theater what do you mean like plays i I meant i bet i meant narrative like a narrative form of storytelling okay 
rather than like a cyclical one. Then yeah, sketch is much closer to improv. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because mm-hmm. the story is again the narrative is not what matters. Yeah, that's the behavior. Yeah, and that's that's a entirely different school of thought because I know some Johnstone people are huge and just like storytelling through their improv. Yeah, it's a shame that they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. You can't get through a podcast without Brad mentioning Johnstone. Just want to get that out there. It's always yeah, fun. there's a little chalkboard if you want to put <laughs> your little tick on it. There's the ding thing. All right, <laughs> I just had to. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, maybe that argument can be defined to. Uh oh, you're uh, not talking to the mic. You're not talking to the mic. Hey, sorry. Maybe that argument can be defined. When I was thinking of maybe codifying that in a term, is is how to get the most funny out of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Got to focus on behavior, not about story perchance, yeah. or not about the narrative, because the narrative isn't about ripping out the full funny. The narrative is about something else. It's yeah. not about something worse. It's just about something else. Yeah. Um, and if you want to just get, if you want to rip the comedy out of something, the comedic mm-hmm. idea of it, I think through going back to what Del Close was doing and things like that, we've learned that it's in behavior. And how we, things don't matter, as I always say. It's not about the thing. Mm-hmm. It's about how we respond to each other and how we behave yeah. about things. That's yeah. funny because that's what we can fully connect to. You know, where a narrative, maybe we, we can connect to uh, patterns of behavior, but it's an interesting story we're looking at that maybe we are not necessarily connected to. Mm-hmm. And it's just something interesting to look at that, we, that we're stepping out of ourselves for. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm always most impressed when game can be applied to a lot of different contexts. You know, if it's a status game, then you can put it in a boardroom. You can put mm-hmm. it in a like a gruel shop. You can put it anywhere. A really, gruel podcast shop? recording. Yeah, gruel shop. What is that? Gruel shop is what is it, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, what they serve the orphans? Like yeah, gruel. They're talking um, about Dickensian but, gruel shop. Okay. But there's a shop that makes gruel. Where do you think they get it from? They That's get the it from the shop. trash or like the bunch, just the bottom of shoes. Well, I think a shop owner just got pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a the whole there's business, a model. business here. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Uh, I don't know. I was just thinking of like the most low status job that I could think of. Yeah. And gruel came to mind, and I was like, well, I guess somebody has to sell it. <laughs> just uh, I think there's yeah. a nickname for shitty food. I don't think there's like a recipe for gruel. It's just like, oh, this is gruel. Yeah, gruel is shitty food. Yeah. <laughs> we could be wrong. That would be the worst to have to sell shitty food. Yeah. Yeah. Right? McDonald's. <laughs> I have, ugh, McDonald's. Uh, I have a job right now where I do not believe in the product that I sell. <gasps> oh, no. It's terrible because I, I sell, like, uh, I don't sell. I work for um, a wholesaler that sells, like, DVDs and Blu-rays, which is kind of like a dying thing anyway. I have a Blu-ray player. Nice. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Not, no, no, I'm most a dying breed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I love, like, I go home and I watch Blu-ray 3D and I really enjoy it. Like, at, by home at my parents' house. I don't have a Blu-ray 3D player. <laughs> I don't have a home. <laughs> I don't, I'm a homeless man. During the one time of year when I have a house. Uh, but no, no, like, I get, I get uh, we deal with, we can't choose the studios of DVDs yeah. we sell. And we have studios that don't give a shit about their product, especially mm-hmm. since it's dying. So I'll get emails all day about, like, you thief, like, this is a terrible, this is like a VHS transferred onto a Blu-ray. And I'm like, yeah, it probably is. <laughs> like, I'm sorry about that. Oh, no. We sell shitty products, you know. Or I'll call a store and they'll be like, because we sell used DVDs, too. And if it's scratched, they just don't work. So all day, I, I can't help but, like, yeah, I can't defend the products I sell. <laughs> oh, so that's, that's terrible. Hard. So it, actually, to tie, that's an interesting point because to tie that I back did. into a premise uh, scene, if someone rocks a premise at you, and you have no interest whatsoever in playing it. Mm-hmm. How do you go about uh, with your with your moves in that scene? Um, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's ever happened. Ready? Are you ready? 
Sure. <laughs> hey, can you show me how to get this gruel in the pot? <laughs> oh, sure, Steven. Okay, you are the nicest interns we've ever gotten. So All right, that definitely. wasn't a strong enough premise for it's you. It's also not a premise. Yeah, it wasn't. Idea. I just wanted to say gruel shop. Um, <laughs> yeah. There is, you know what I will say to that, um, yes. and I'm completely borrowing, but there was, I I don't know what book it was in, but there's something Amy Poehler said. I think it was Truth and Comedy, but maybe that's not fair um, to say. Is that not possible? Art by Committee, maybe the sequel book. It is Art by yeah. Committee. Thank you. Yeah, it's Art by Committee. And um, there's like a section about women in comedy or something like that. Only women could read it. <laughs> I tried to um, read it. Like yeah, it was ba- it's backwards. It's written in backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's written just like in like hearts and stars. <laughs> so you just have to infer. It was folded all weird. I couldn't unfold it. <laughs> it was taken away from me because I was a homeless man. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, you were trying to eat it. That's so true. Let's, I was trying to eat the Let's be fair. So she she said a really great thing, which was um, regardless of the in- initiation, it is – just as much in your power to turn it into something you do want to play. And so I think the initiation was like, she was in a scene and somebody came up to her and was like, hey, thanks a lot. Uh, here's, uh, here's your 20 bucks. You know? Okay. As in like, you're a prostitute. We've just had sex. I've paid you very little. Listeners, there were a lot of winking going on. Yeah. So no. Yeah. Pass and uh, <laughs> Right, right, right. And so she was like, oh my God, that's way more than I expected to get from a guest at my bat mitzvah. Thank you. <laughs> right. It's like, boom. Nice. And I just I always think about that. Interesting. I was like, I, turn it to what you want to play. Yeah. It's both of you in that scene, not just one person. Truly. I've also heard examples because there's a common like, game format, straight person, crazy person, I guess, <laughs> right? Is that... <laughs> Yes. That, that's like a very general way of explaining you know, a certain That's game. what the conservative media wants you to think. <laughs> no, 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 or not common. What's the term? It's just a type of yes. game that can be played. It's, yeah, it's certainly a trope. Straight per- a trope. Straight person, crazy person. There's also a way of, uh, like I've heard examples of the beginning of the scene where you're allowed to choose who the crazy person, straight person mm-hmm. is. Someone can give something to you saying, I'm crazy, be my straight person. And it's up to you to either be the straight person or, or maybe do another emotional response of some sort and turn yourself into the crazy person mm-hmm. and they somehow straight person you back. Like yeah. It's up to you. Like you choose who the crazy person is. Definitely. Uh, the responder can choose that. Yeah. The power it's is yours. It's never set in stone. That's actually one of my faults. I constantly turn myself into the crazy person. Hmm. And uh, even if somebody else starts as crazy, I end up being the crazy one. Can we do a quick sample? Sure. Lady, I was eating that book. Um, oh, the book that I've been living in. <laughs> nice, nice. Hey, good. I want to eat your house. <laughs> My house made of candy. Yes, <laughs> I like candy. But that is so. That's like one of the things I that fall a into one. a lot. That that was a really good one. I'm like always it. trying to work on. To me, that means maybe you don't. You have a fear of, of again the fear of complacency. Going back to the yeah, beginning, maybe. you know, you're like, I don't want to do what I'm supposed to do. I want to make. I want to spice yeah. it up for me, right? Oh, you know what? I can think of a specific example. Mm-hmm. There was um, in one of our Namaste practices, somebody initiated a scene with me, and they were a. Um, it was such a great idea, and we um, we played it, and it was very fun. But the premise was that um, this was uh, a priest. But whose church was all about like um, superheroes. So like, who is Superman, right? In relation, like if he's it, Christ is Superman and like Batman is an apostle, etc. Okay. And so I had come in, and he was just um, 
I guess, to the confessional, and he hadn't heard my confession yet. So he's laid out like clearly he's the crazy one, and he asked for my confession, and it was that I had fucked a cat. <laughs> Were you being a superhero or just some woman? No, in the I was just being a woman who fucked a cat. <laughs> so then I was like, "Well, now you're crazy." Nice. And Superman had to listen to that. Yeah. Nice. But it was good. We made it work. Of like, okay, that's true. Those people, those kind of crazy people, would be the ones who would go to a congregation that preaches like, yeah, well, "Let's not think sense. about Jesus as Jesus, but Jesus is Superman." You know. So it like we were still able to make it work. Yeah, so keep that base base reality in mind. As long as it's justified, everything is fine. Yeah, essentially, yeah. you can do whatever mm-hmm. as long as you can find a way to justify mm-hmm. it. You know, uh, that sounds really cool. Cool. Uh, on that note, is yeah. it time? Yep. Do you want to improvise? Yeah, let's do it. You want to improvise, Brad? Yeah, I also want to improvise. <laughs> I'm surprised. Uh, should we do it from the Suggestifier app, or do you want to do the brain? Let's do it from my app. Brad okay. doesn't like my app, but I like my app. I'm a- I just think it's you can a pick app. a random word. You can like, yeah, but you got the audience has to believe it comes. We didn't rewrite it, but they don't see your app. Mm, I'll post photos online. <laughs> Our suggestion <laughs> is fuel. Fuel. Fuel is the word for my suggestifier app. Thank yeah, you. I'm just. I guess I'm looking for, you know, a car that gets better gas mileage. Okay, well, what do you um, drive now? I drive a bike. Oh, that's got incredible gas mileage. Yeah, but it goes so slow. Right, you know? right. And I just got a job in the, in the city. Oh, congratulations. So I got to get a, one of those vroom vroom machines. The vroom vroom machine. Yeah, we call it I don't it know. Autom- is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. No, it's an automobile. Uh, it's not necessarily called a vroom vroom machine, but I got what you're saying. Uh, what kind of budget are we looking at? Oh, boy. I don't know. I pay about 12 bucks for a bike, so up it to like 20 bucks. Where did you buy a $12 bike? Craigslist. Oh, okay. Damn. I got it. Check out new Craigslist app. We don't have room for a machine. I mean, it's a shitty $20. bike. I'll tell you that. Huh? It's a shitty bike. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm really excited to get this car. Yeah, yeah. Right? Twenty dollars is not going to get you a car, ma'am. I'm just going to say that right now. Son of a bitch. All right. Oh, this is the hard sell. I read about this. Um, all right. How about twenty five? Uh, I can lease you our our most inexpensive. This is a oh, used car Oh, this one lot. looks nice. Yeah. Oh, that- look at this shiny one. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's how a, much is this one? Ferrari Testarossa. That is. <gasps> Really expensive. That's probably, uh, by probably, let me read the sign real quick. That is, uh, $720,000. Are, are, are you fucking with me? <laughs> no, no, no. That's a Ferrari Testarossa. Custom handmade in Italy. Uh, how much? $720,000. US. Probably about $540,000 a euro. I, oh man. This is going to be really expensive, huh? It's going to be incredible. Do you want to? Let's move to the other side of the lot. Don't worry about that. You can follow Ugh, me. What kind of car do you drive? Well, I drive uh, just a Honda hybrid, a Honda Civic how hybrid. Like, you how know? do you like that? Does that get you to work on time? It's great. It's got great gas mileage because it's a hybrid. So it's not entirely a gas engine. Oh. It also deals uh, in electricity. So it, it sort of goes back and forth between gas and electricity, and it gets about 50 to 60 miles a gallon. It's actually a really nice vehicle. It gets um, me here to work. I stopped listening. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's common. When I, I, gotta, I feel so bad about that Ferrari. I want to get it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We take cash from you. What? We take cash. This Yeah, this is what happens when I usually buy a bike. I just yeah. pay for it in cash. Yeah, yeah. This isn't necessarily Craigslist purchase. Yeah. I, you know what? I knew I shouldn't have taken that job. What was What is the job you know, man? I'm working for Yelp. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like a freelance base, or my cousin works no, for Yelp. No, they want me to. I just hey, gotta... you're two hours late, but we're glad you made it. Oh, my God. I can't. I'm so happy to be here. Hi. Yeah. Sorry, my knees are bleeding. Yeah, I've noticed that. I uh, fell. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. 
Yeah. Can, can I get you some now? Oh my god, can I get you some Yeah, yeah. anything will, anything will do. Napkins. I tried to buy a car to get her faster, but that stuff is way too expensive. Oh, yeah, well, um, uh, the parking's hard to find, right? What? Parking is hard to find. Oh. Yeah, got some rubbing alcohol, too. It's going to sting a little bit. You said it like it's a song. Parking, um, well, it, it could be. Uh, parking's hard to find. Parking's on my mind. Why did you, you do that? They propped him to singles. Is this what he does? Stop him to singles. Ah. <laughs> that was a really good song, Mr. Steverson. Really well done. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my God! Is, I hope it stings a little bit. I got the alcohol. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's on okay. I, it's, Why I, did you do it with your knees? Why are your knees all? Bad? I was just while I was biking super hard because I knew I was going to be late, and I guess I just. Oh, you tried to buy a car today. I tried to buy a car today. Oh. I don't, you know, I just figured it would be super fast because usually when I buy a new bike, I just go in the shop and I'm like, I'll take that, or I put up a Craigslist ass ad, you know, and it's like twenty five dollars. Meet me at this corner. Right. Yeah. So I, I figured it'd be the same, and then this guy shows me of uh, some golden Ferrari. Oh wow! It's like seven million dollars or something. What lot were you at? The one on like Eighth Street and Fourth Ave. Oh, you know what? That's that place is covered in expensive vehicles. Here, you kn- I'm going to write down an address for you. I'm going to give it to you. That's a more reasonable lot. It's run by my cousin. Oh, good. Oh, hey. <gasps> Oh my god! Should I yelp about that other one? Yeah, d- actually, you know, what? I was actually going to show you your uh, your desk. If you want to oh, just take out great. your laptop and put it on the desk, we can hook it uh, up to the printer. Uh, um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we um, we're mainly Mac users here. So. Yeah, okay. but if you got a PC, we have a lot of uh, programs. Sure. Can yeah. Okay. That. Well, look, <laughs> I don't have a PC, so oh, okay. well, that's great. No cool. problem yeah, cool. there. Yeah. Awesome. So just pop Let's it just, up and we'll just get your okay, IP address and hook it up to Let our computer. Let me get computers. this uh, three-ring MacBook on my desk here. <laughs> it looks like there's an apple smashed into this three. <laughs> uh, it's a three-ring binder with three apples. In the well, three you know, guys, every, you know, you said you liked um, anybody who had a, you know, drive and commitment. That's true. Uh, so here I am. Can I ask you kind of a can I, can I ask you a question? Just real Mr. quick. Mr. Stevenson, you can ask me anything. Have you ever been on Yelp? I've I've sat on it. That's, what, is, what the hell does that mean? Yelp is an online internet oh, resource that reviews um, restaurants and then. And, and oh, and yeah. Facilities. I've, internet resource. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what the Online. All, all the time. All right. You know what? Okay. You don't have a computer. I'm a pretty, I'm a tech, I'm a, I work at a tech company. You, <laughs> you can't wear shorts and be a boss unless you work at a tech company like that. Yeah, I do, okay? Yelp is a tech company. Okay. Yeah. So you know what? I'm going to send you out. There's this restaurant. We've been getting a lot of conflicting reviews, a lot of troll accounts. We don't know what Tro- the place is. Oh my God. Is. Troll. There's trolls? Yeah, the, you know the term yeah. computer troll. There's means? hundreds of trolls. There's hundreds of trolls. Yeah, you don't need to know any riddles or anything. It's fine. These are just people that go online and bash things, and these are people that bash various uh, uh, services as different types of people. Right? They're not necessarily real people. Yeah, they're, oh. they're definitely not people. These are trolls. Oh, okay. Yes. So we're gonna awesome. we're gonna send we're gonna send you out to Pepe's. It's this Mexican restaurant on Twenty Sixth Street. Can you go review that for us and just tell us how it is, and then we'll type it up for you. This will be your first professional assignment at Yelp. We hire professionals to review on our site and send them out regularly. Well, I am certainly a professional. Okay, sorry. Let me just move um, this notebook past you. Okay, and then uh, do you guys have a pencil sharpener just before I head out? Like a it's it's nailed to the wall next to the. Oh, okay, good, good. 
That's our cat. Welcome to Pepe's. You must answer three questions to answer the, to enter the restaurant. I, yeah, I just want queso. Queso. Yeah, I just want queso. I, I okay. Here, it'll be three dollars. Is that the riddle? Did I get it? Pepe, come in here. Hey, um, just want to say we love having you work here, but listen, you're not a waiter. You're a troll. Do you know what it, do you know what that means to be a Mexican restaurant troll? She just asked for queso. I already Don't. asked her three questions. Are you a waiter? Are you a waiter? No. No, you're not even a busboy. You're our troll. Okay, it's troll first, busboy second, waiter third. You know that. Okay? Hey, sorry, I'm just still waiting for that queso. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Because right you away. like we, you know, I just peeked back here because yeah. I'm hosting a party and there's everyone's like Bridget. Yeah? Or the fuck is a queso? Oh, so to go. A lot of queso to go. I need a fuck ton of queso. Okay. Um, hold on. Let me just... It's really just melted white uh, American cheese. That's it? Quick, well, and other That's things. That's all you guys do? Yeah. Bridget, why the fuck did it take you so long to get this queso? Bridget, we've been waiting for this queso for fucking an hour. What hey. the fuck is going on, Bridget? Chelsea? Kimberly, you guys are my fucking best friends. Oh, and my God. I you're love my you to best death, friend. Okay? I love you to death. Thank I, you. I honestly, I went there and there was like a fucking troll. Ew. Ew. Okay. What was he wearing? Ugh. ugh fucking hairy feet. Oh. And cargo shorts. It's like <laughs> cargo Craig, your ex boyfriend, Kimberly. <laughs> oh, shut up. Uh, shut up, guys. Let's play Taboo. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's play Taboo. And see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a journey. That was nice. <laughs> That's where it put the explosion sound effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Oh, great. I didn't know there were sound effects. <laughs> there are. No, we just oh, have to pretend there are. You guys got me. Should be. You yeah. punked me, you Ashton uh, Kutchers. Yeah, the, the punk is that we haven't been recording. <laughs> uh, maybe. We have no idea. We have no yeah. idea. <laughs> uh, that was fun. I enjoyed That's that. That was a lot of fun. Um, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I wasn't in my head too much. I relaxed a little bit. Your, sec- your second move was exactly what you were talking about. Which one? Oh, my God. What was it? Uh, God, it was like... You mean you're like, crazy? I want to buy, uh, buy a car. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stefan played pretty straight. You're like, yeah, my last my last vehicle was a bike. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, and I want to buy a vroom vroom machine. Like you immediately <laughs> went. <laughs> I love that. But vroom you vroom. immediately went like, and it wasn't. I'm not saying it as a negative. Uh-huh. It's not anything. It was yeah. just a choice you made to like oh, be yeah. crazy. But you were so like you acted it so well that I never was like, oh, she's just trying to be silly. It was just like, oh, there's a person. <laughs> there's this misguided poor lady. Yeah. I would love to have gone to your household and seen your whole family and how they behave. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. You know? I was thinking about that. <laughs> like, that is that, are, the ri- are the ricey poos ready from the hot machine? Or something like that. You just don't know what words are. Of things. You just don't know what they are. You don't care. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I like that you've used Craigslist, but you have, don't have a computer. And yeah. Don't use okay. Oh, man, that's a great thing to point out how the fuck did i get on craigslist <laughs> public computer maybe yeah. you know a dude named craig you yeah know? or it's just like open at the library yeah and i'll yeah. just go and pu- punch yeah, stuff in and then walk away mm-hmm. the book box mm-hmm. um yeah you changed characters right when we went to the restaurant mm-hmm. you weren't being the mm-hmm. office guys yeah i was like it's time for something new right nice. switch it up mm-hmm. yeah because i felt like we kind of like played a lot of the woman who doesn't know um, about technology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, we have that fear, like me, I definitely have that moment where like, uh, okay, we're kind of getting caught in plot a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Going from place to place with like plot moves. And I have a problem. 
especially when I start, first started doing Heralds, mm-hmm. my second beat, there was a common problem is they tended to be like plot moves. Yeah. I'm trying to stay away from And I had an instinct where I'd just try to go analogous only mm-hmm. for a while, yeah, you know? that's a good way to fix it. I think that's sort of become bit. my mm-hmm. new instinct now is to mm-hmm. go analogous because yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you could just change location. That kind of helps too. Like stay, do time dash, but... Change location, that sometimes helps. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a way of like not necessarily heightening it, just reapplying it somewhere mm-hmm. else. That's yeah. fine. Well, ideally a heightened situation, but yes, somewhere else. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, it's maybe a little tricky, but like, sure. uh, you know, take a step back, look at that little And set. talk about what we did? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but you don't have to know, just reflect upon it. Yeah, reflect. Yeah. Um, just like okay. Mulan reflections. <laughs> um, I thought, well, something that stuck out to me or like a, was like a little like, cool, great, I'm glad we did that was I think the layup you had, you guys gave me for like, okay, so if we just get out our computers, that was like a really nice, of course, this is what would be happening, right, in an office. Mm-hmm. So if that's true, right, like how would this woman who doesn't, use cars which is like the advance of bicycle right like of course she's gonna have a notebook and not a computer so i thought that was just like a really smart move Mm -hmm. i forget which of you made it i Um, have that same instinct i'm like nice game because that's another thing where i still struggle with like all right i still have a thing too where i struggle really verbalizing what the game exactly is Uh in my head when someone like if i write down a piece of paper and i read it and i verbalize it like i know all the moves i'm like okay i get it yeah but i'm still stuck in a weird recognition phase i'm just like what is the game it's like what i tell myself sometimes yeah and that's why i get stuck and not making the boldest choices i mm-hmm. could be you know so For like sure. like i thought that was a moment where like oh, Brad, brad's got he's got the game down yeah, and when really he did that move. it clarified me like yeah, i go right? i know it now too mm-hmm. and before that maybe i was still stuck in a little bit of like right, what would the next move be mm-hmm. you know yeah I also like that your name was Steve and I was Mr. Stevenson. Yeah. Mr. Stevenson, yeah. Mr. Stevenson, Mr. Stevenson. That's yeah. type of shit to me. Those little really details happy. are great for later, too, right? To bring back. Right. Of roll call and it's like all Steve's or something or <laughs> different iterations of Steve. Of Steve. Yeah. Miss yeah. mm-hmm. Stevina. Stefan. Yeah, right. Stefano. Any of that stuff. Stevina. And I like that. Um, your little jab about how we're all professionals at Yelp. <laughs> that was unusual to me. So I thought I'd point that out. I'm like, <laughs> first I just go to this restaurant yeah. and review it. Like, That's not how Yelp works. That's right. It's yeah. certainly not. Uh, although they do have paid, like, there are like, they do. Tubs. Yelp Elite or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to get on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I have legit. a friend who got on Yelp Elite. Oh. She's never looked back. <laughs> Dude, you can't. Does that mean you're like a great Yelp reviewer, so they have to start yeah. paying you for your reviews? I don't I don't even think they start paying you. You just get like deals. Yeah. So it's like, this restaurant is opening. Come Yelp it, yeah. Yelp Elite. By the way, I always tell businesses that you Yelp. Some okay. Some you just force it. Like, I'll have the number six and I Yelp. I Yelp. <laughs> I'll have the senior special. And I will be Yelping about this. My grandma got her money back from seeing Pineapple Express because she thought it'd be about trains. I'm Seriously? Like, oh, yeah. No I was there. She left. I was like, oh, she's going to the bathroom. But then she never came back. That's the greatest <laughs> she thing. She left you alone at the theater? Hell yeah. Me and my grandpa watched the whole thing. <laughs> I love that once you get old, you can just do that stuff unapologetically. Totally. It's like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to watch that movie anymore. Yeah. So I left. She was yeah. She was like, what, "What is this? Why would you ever watch that?" But, she got a refund though, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah, um, I worked at the grocery store for a while, and older people would come in regularly and just not buy the food they bought. They'd just be like, oh, "This was this was rotten and stuff," and we just uh, give it to them. 
They just give it. <laughs> do it. There, there was go. an old woman, an old French woman who came in extra rude every time. She refused to pay the full price for coffee. It was just too expensive for her. She was like, I'm going to pay half for this. And then she'd complain and she paid half and she left because what are we supposed to do? You know, she came in every Tuesday and paid <laughs> less for her coffee than regular people. I immediately was like, that's a character. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. I, I love how that's true because what are we supposed to do? What am I? I'm not going to yell at an old French woman. You just know? say no. <laughs> no. That's a dollar seventy nine, ma'am. Not thirty eight cents. Came in every week, every Tuesday, and it was the same. Like I'm still surprised that it's bad. <laughs> exactly, I love it. And uh, older people love grocery stores because they know because they're in patterns, and they know the employees are going to be there every time, and they can't leave. Oh. They have to be. I have to listen to them talk at me. Wow, oh, which is nice. <laughs> so, anything else that you've reflected on when you look in the pool of reflection of time uh, about what we just did? Uh huh. Uh, about this set, yeah, um, yeah. So in our in our car scene too, I was like, um, let's explore this a little more. And so that's why I asked you what kind of car you drive, right? Okay, because I was like, we're getting into because like once we started doing the money thing, which is like yes, right. a transaction, but you know, like if it makes sense in the scene, right? Let's do it. Yeah, um, especially because your budget was twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. I love that you're like, oh yeah, you're trying to. I got to drive a hard budget. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a great reaction to that. <laughs> um. Yeah, right. So I tried to right. So it's like so crazy, right? That this person is it on a bike, mm. <laughs> calls it a room room machine. <laughs> Guys, don't do all that. I kind of <laughs> peppered it hard with weird. Um, but yeah, right. So you try to do as many truthful things within that, right? Like, what are the when you're at a car dealership, right? There will be somebody who's like giving you the hard sell. There will be the car that you really want that's way too expensive. Right. So I tried to get as many of those realities in there as possible. I thought it was funny because it wasn't necessarily a hard sell. I was just stating facts. <laughs> yeah, you were <laughs> you <know>? just so nice. <laughs> also, I, I kind of flubbed up a little bit because it, I, I established it as kind of a used car lot really quickly. Uh-huh. I was like, this is a pre-owned place. And immediately a Ferrari Testarossa is up front. That's not a used car lot. I should have gone <laughs> yeah. to something less crazy. Like no, I, 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 I matched your yeah. craziness by going the other direction. Mm-hmm. But that's those kind of things are great for later. Yeah. Right, if somebody like drops off a Ferrari at a used car lot, <laughs> nice. you know, and they're like, "I don't want I I drove it around the block, and now I don't want it. Take it." And then poof, right? And then it becomes this magical thing that made sense all along. It's the character's grandmother from the first scene. Uh, <laughs> totally I don't want this room room machine. Yeah. It is just it's too, too loud. Yeah, it's too flashy. It's yeah. too cold and too loud. Plus, I don't like Italians, <laughs> so take this car. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I would never say that that would that there are mistakes that we make. They're just opportunities maybe that we don't hit on. Nice. But that was great because we can justify any of those things. Mm-hmm. So so you start with a strong point of view, right? And then uh, something I want to get into is really ripping mm-hmm. apart a part of point of view. So yeah. a point of view is, is is how you feel. Yeah. In the moment, I guess. Or and how what you feel your about opinion something. and your opinion about stuff you know, in general. What's your opinion on it? Mm-hmm. And then. Um, in addition to that, an emotional response, too? Mm-hmm. In addition to that. Yeah. And then just uh, where you come from, maybe? Oh, you mean like my past? Well, I'm or... trying to, like, if, if we if we had to really dissect what a point of view was. Sure. Like, what is it? It's just how you feel about something. Yeah. But, so let's, like, all right. So how do you feel about, um, how do you feel about DVDs? I think they're an expired medium. Why? Because uh, the um, uh, streaming is on the rise, and, mo- and mo- like Netflix is huge, and most people are streaming nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel about people who buy DVDs? 
Uh, I feel they are um, on the decline. I can still find to buy a DVD. Uh-huh. I still you, buy DVDs. Do but. you think? Um, do you think we should be like moving towards totally streaming? I think DVDs are like uh, wasted space, mm-hmm. and all, all our media collection should probably just be on like a drive. So you think no. all? So you think technology is good that when it advances? Yeah. I so do. great, right? So now we have like a deeper yeah. thing of right. Like tech, right? And that's still within your point of view. Yeah, and it's, he wasn't inventing either. No, Those no. are things that he already thought. Yeah. Right. And like what you think about people who buy DVDs when you said that, I was like, well, I mean, it's rude, but I think it's kind of stupid to yeah, buy a DVD. Right. Because I just stream everything or torrent. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I do have an opinion. And if I j- exaggerated that as someone who's like super high status and just like looks down on people who mm-hmm. buy things because I pirate everything that I buy, right? Great. So yeah, th- there's a point of view in there. You mm-hmm. don't really have to invent. And then that you can apply to other stuff, right? Which means like you are just somebody who looks down on people who don't progress with the times. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it doesn't even have to be technology. Or who don't pirate all their goods. Great. Right. Who don't steal stuff. That's even funnier, mm-hmm. right? To look down on somebody who doesn't steal stuff. I will play a pirate when I can. That's great. <laughs> yeah. A yeah, very haughty pirate. And then in addition to that, so the things I just said, essentially, I believe this, this, I would take that, I'd put it into essentially one or two sentences, mm-hmm. and I would just say that as my character. I'd be like, oh, yeah? That how, I'd have maybe an emotional response towards mm-hmm. it. I'm like, buying three DVDs, huh? All right. I'll uh, charge them for you. I'm yeah, telling you, this is wasted space. Yeah, uh, you're the reason our society is ruined. Yeah. So nice. it's an emotional response plus an opinion. Yeah. Fuels my point of view, yeah. essentially. And so, then they'll, like, get their shitty phone out. You know, <laughs> nice. maybe like get the fuck out of here. Nice, uh, old uh, Nokia. <laughs> and then uh, they'll start just like making snake. honey, <laughs> <laughs> honey, <laughs> super high. Get that honey pot out of here. It's yeah. a public place, not a bear den. Uh, <laughs> my there dumb response. Uh, <laughs> me being high status, like always. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. Um, so, so let's go back to the to the, the very beginning. So you came in and your POV was set. Your emotional response to me was relatively just like, I need, uh, okay. Or you were excited, right? Uh, I know yeah. you weren't excited. At first I was, at first I was excited. You yeah. Excited. And then when I started realizing that I couldn't buy something for $25 or it wasn't going to work like I buy a bicycle, I started right. getting more upset. And then your opinion was that just like, this better be just like buying a bicycle because that's what I know, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And so then it's like, so then I live in a world where I think things are like simpler. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. What else? We had the we had the matching scene with the three valley girls. No, yeah. That's not true. Just those three dummies. <laughs> Which was fun, right? Um, yeah. It was great. Sometimes those scenes are just fun, right? Like there's nothing special to them or or I shouldn't even say special. That's the wrong word. There's nothing complicated to them. I would I would love to hear these idiots play taboo. <laughs> nice specific too. You know? I've never associated taboo. You know, it's with not them. like it's not like that thing. <laughs> just say the thing chelsea it's not like that Ugh, all these words <laughs> nice and then before that we had the after the literal there was some confusion with the troll for me so i was just like as a straight person <laughs> you got it that's yeah. such a great like improv line like what? a post improv line there was some confusion with that troll for me <laughs> yeah because at first it was like being a straight person explaining what a real troll is and yeah a troll. and then we had the reality of an actual troll at a mexican restaurant which to me is fun <laughs> then i did the opposite where i straight person that and became your manager <laughs> you just confirmed that i was an actual troll yeah okay okay because i was on the fence because i said three questions and then i did take her order and yeah i was being a waiter and a troll did you yeah i didn't hear you ask three questions i didn't get to it oh yeah yeah that's what i was saying yeah that's why i did my tag it there you go 
There you go. Cool. Did you think you were a troll? Yeah. Cool. In my heart of hearts. <laughs> Deep down, do you still think you're a troll? I do. Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm a goblin. Cool. Definitely a troll. And I still want queso. <laughs> Uh, my sister's actually in from out of the country, and uh, whenever I go out with her, she we only go to Mexican restaurants because queso is the one thing she misses. Oh wow! Because you can't get that she lives in England and they don't have Mexican <gasps> yeah. restaurants with queso there, and they don't melt their cheese either. No, are you serious? I I'm sure you can make it. I think it's just being made. You can melt lazy. cheese in a microwave. Yeah, but microwaves run um, counterclockwise in England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they make your food colder. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, English microwaves are the worst. But I think queso does have a base of just American white cheese. And uh-huh. then I saw Tostitos now sells queso in large. Like Hell yeah. Queso. You just saw? I just, yeah, I just saw that. Is Man. that something I missed out? Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got the yes. Are they good? I love it. Uh, I see them on the bags, but I never see it next oh, to the eye. I never see it in the so eye. So yummy. Uh, I got to find out where they sell those. I'm yeah. going to send my sister a huge, large, oh, industrial. Oh, so nice of you. Yeah. Yeah, I probably won't, but I'd like to. <laughs> Like, I will think of maybe trying to do that. Well, someday. I'll applaud you when you do. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now that's a full circle. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good call back to the beginning. So uh, I, I think we could wrap up. Cause you're, right. Yeah. Um, what do you think about maybe uh, the three of us going to get some queso? Yeah, let's get some queso, huh? No. no. Oh. Are you kidding me? No. We're from, we were just talking Where, about it like a minute ago. When am I getting paid? Paid. For this? Oh, the well, we'd buy you queso. We I don't, I don't live off of queso. I like queso like any goddamn human being, right. but I don't. I have bills, gentlemen. Well, I just thought it could be like a fun thing. Oh, you thought it could be like a fun, like you thought this was a fun thing. I didn't know you thought you were going to get paid for this. Why wouldn't I? I'm doing theater. This is a performance. I'm a professional. Yeah. If you. If I'm a lawyer and you ask me to at 10 p.m. to come into your sound recording booth and do your taxes, I'm not going to ask to get paid. Our lawyer, when he did that, did not get paid. He was just nice enough. Well, to that's come a and dummy do it. lawyer. That well, lawyer's a troll. So you you don't want to get case? No. This is such fucking bullshit. All right, that's been improv noise. <laughs> Thank you again to our uh, wonderful guest, Natasha Vainblatt, <laughs> and our my great co-host, Brad Cool, as always. And Stefan Chateau. Yeah. Hey, guys. Keep making it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Peace out. No. <laughs> oh, thank you.